Section 10 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, April 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Alaska and its Mineral Resources, Distribution of Gold-Bearing Rock Formation, by Samuel Franklin Emmons. The most definite facts with regard to the occurrence of the gold-bearing formations, the Birch Creek, Forty Mile, and Rampart series, described above, were obtained by the reconnaissance made by members of the United States Geological Survey in the summer of 1896, under the charge of J. E. Spur, in the American portion of the Yukon District, and the exposures of these rocks, as shown on the maps of his report, have been indicated in colors on the accompanying map. Data gathered by earlier geologists, notably those of the Canadian Survey and of C. W. Hayes and I. C. Russell of the United States Geological Survey, have provided suggestions as to the extent of these rocks in outside areas, but the reader need only bear in mind the enormous area and the difficulties of exploration and the want of accurate maps of the region to realize that generalization must as yet be very tentative and liable to future change. As shown by the map, the belt in which these rocks have been found extends about 500 miles in a general northwest-southeast direction, but there are indications that the actual extent of this exposure may be twice as great. The best-known exposures of these rocks occur along the northeastern flanks of a broad belt of fundamental granites and crystalline schists, which apparently form the central nucleus or backbone upon which they rest. This belt is known in a general way to extend up the Tanana River from near its mouth southeastward across the White River below the Donjek. In the latter region, C. W. Hayes reports quartzites and limestone resembling the Birch Creek and Forty Mile series on the southern flanks of the granite, but the width of the belt, and whether there is any considerable extent of the gold-bearing formations along its southern flanks, is as yet unknown. It may not improbably extend into the high range south of Tanana, of which Mount McKinley is the culminating point, and in which the Kokuswim and Sushitna rivers of western Alaska take their rise, for from the reports of Moverian missionaries and of the traveller Dickey, it appears that gold occurs in the sands of each of these streams. To the westward, the granite backbone appears to pitch gently downward as its surface area narrows, and no exposures are known west of the Yukon River. It is probably not a continuous mass of granite on the surface, but contains smaller areas of the latter rocks folded in with it. East of the international boundary, the area in which the granite occurs apparently widens, but its exposures are less continuous and overlying rocks not yet having been worn away. One granite axis appears to extend eastward from the Forty Mile District through the Klondike region in a nearly east-west direction, which is that of the prevailing strike of the sedimentary rocks. The Canadian geologists report a second granite axis on the Deese River just below Deese Lake, which may belong to the older granites, though they do not make the same distinction that Spur does between the older granites and the later intrusive rocks. Rocks of the various gold-bearing series above the granite are reported at the following localities. 
their first appearance to one ascending the yukon from the sea is near the mouth of the nawikakat from here up to the tanana river rocks of the birch creek series outcrop frequently along the river when not concealed by tertiary sandstones and conglomerates and the range of low mountains on the north side and parallel to the river is probably formed of these and forty-mile rocks about three miles above the mouth of the tanana granite is exposed on an island in the yukon and twelve miles higher calcareous quartzite schists of the forty-mile series appear under the tertiary conglomerates from the mouth of the tanana up to fort hamelin at the lower end of the yukon flats the river runs in a canyon-like channel known as the lower ramparts cut through a low range of mountains which consist principally of the dark greenish and reddish rocks of the rampart series except where these are buried under tertiary conglomerates the latter rocks occur immediately above the exposure of forty mile rocks and again from minook creek up beyond the mouth of hess creek higher up on these streams the rampart rocks come to the surface and the forty mile rocks are supposed to be uncovered at their very heads between the two areas of tertiary rocks the rampart rocks occupy a belt fifteen to twenty miles wide along the river and are cut by great dikes of intrusive granite from fort hamilton up to near circle city a distance negliding curves of about two hundred miles the river flows through a perfectly flat region covered by fine silts and gravels known as the yukon flats in which no outcrops of solid rock have been observed in the birch creek district around the headwaters of birch creek and southwest of circle city the birch creek series occupy a broad area their general strike is east and west curving at either end to the northward and the prevailing dip is between five and thirty degrees to the south there is however evidence of a northern dip as well and the forty-mile schists and marbles rest upon them along the trail to circle city marbles probably belonging to the forty-mile series are also reported in the hills between birch creek and the tanana to the southward at the crossing of birch creek by the trail from circle city and along the yukon river for thirty or forty miles above the yukon flats rocks with the characteristic dark coloring of the rampart series are exposed from these up to the mouth of mission creek rocks of the takendik mission creek and kenai series occupy the banks of the river on mission creek itself only these later formations are found but the gold in the gravels is supposed to come from the conglomerates parentheses, cement rock and parentheses, of the mission creek series which contain pebbles of the older rocks on american creek the main branch of mission creek which comes in from the south the dark rocks shales limestones and tufaceous beds which form the bedrock are supposed to belong to the rampart series which also occur along the yukon river from five to ten miles above mission creek to within twenty-five miles of the mouth of forty mile creek above this to some distance above forty mile creek the river runs in beds of the mission creek series it is in the forty mile district and the adjoining mining district on tributaries of sixty mile creek that the relations of the different gold-bearing series are best seen here there is an east-west axis or backbone running parallel to the upper part of forty mile creek and along the divide between it and sixty mile creek with quartzite schists of the birch creek series resting immediately on it 
both to the north and to the south. Above these, on either side, are the marbles and alternating schists of the Forty Mile series. Forty Mile Creek below the forks runs for a considerable part of its course along the junction between these two series on the northern flank of the anticline. Dikes of various eruptive rocks, including intrusive granite, are very abundant, especially on the south fork. On the upper part of this fork are green tufts and slates of the rampart series, overlain unconformably by conglomerates, sandstones, and coaly shales of the Mission Creek series. Both the South Fork and Sixty Mile Creek are supposed to head in a backbone of granite around Sixty Mile Butte, which is surrounded by quartzite schists of the Birch Creek series. These regions lay partly in American, partly in Canadian territory. The Canadian area has not been studied by American geologists except in wayside observations along such routes of travel as necessarily lay through it. The Canadian geologists, on the other hand, did not in their earlier and published observations recognize any subdivisions in the older rocks such as have been made by Spur. Hence it is not possible to attempt even approximate outline of the Canadian globe-bearing rock formations. General geological data and local discoveries of gold-bearing gravels indicate that the gold-bearing area is very large and may be roughly defined as reaching from Dease River to the boundary, with a width of 200 to 300 miles or more. The recent enormously rich discoveries have, however, been confined to a more limited area around the Klondike and Stewart River districts, over which it has been possible to extend, with a reasonable degree of probability, the colors indicated on the map for adjoining American areas. Thus it is assumed that the east-west uplift of fundamental granite and overlying rocks extend eastward into the Klondike district, and that a second uplift in a southeasterly direction extends from upper Forty Mile Creek toward the valley of the Stewart River. Spur noted outcrops of the schistosed quartzites of the Birch Creek series for a large part of the distance from the mouth of Forty Mile Creek up to the junction of the Pelly and the Luz at Fort Selkirk. Also, granites at various points, in some cases schistos, like the fundamental granite, in other fresh and massive-like intrusive granite. There were also occasional belts of marble belonging to the Forty Mile series, notably one five or six miles above the mouth of Sixty Mile Creek, not far from that of Stewart River. These observations afford a rough section across the belt of crystalline schists mentioned by the Canadian geologists as stretching eastward and southeastward along the upper Pelly and adjoining streams and across the Francis River. Along the eastern edge of the crystalline belt, they also recognized rocks of a general greenish color, made up largely of altered volcanic rocks, which would answer to the description of the Rampart series. Similar rocks were also noted at various points on the Luz above its junction with the Pelly, notably in the Seminole Hills near the Big Salmon River, which may represent the development of the Rampart series on the south flanks of the Crystalline Belt. End of section 10